turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob right here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals like you, where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite. Speaking of exact opposite, we have uh, Jeremy, who is the exact opposite of our normal producer, Ramon B. This is true. We are kind you of are kind of the opposite. opposite. First of all, he has that ZZ Top beard. Which I couldn't grow even if I wanted to. Yeah, you couldn't do that. And, and we don't want you to. I, I appreciate I, that. Are you married? I am divorced. Okay. Well, I think of your wife. Would she ever beg you to, to grow ZZ Top beard? I don't think my she wife. She would have ran before she already did. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my goodness. And then uh, let's see. What else have we got here? Oh, we're going to do the headlines of the day. We always do the headlines of the day. These are printed on actual paper. We need a drum roll. Paper sound. In case people don't know what paper sounds like, they probably forgot because they got a computer. It's true. A paper? What? This is after the joke. We just file that. We're going. So uh, this isn't really. This is this is just news that you can use. Those new Weight Watcher meals. Have you heard about these things? I have. Yes. They're great. I had three of them last night. <laughs> That's the problem. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Last week, <laughs> last week seems like only five minutes ago, doesn't it? It really does. <laughs> Through the magic of radio, a week goes by in like five minutes. I don't know how that happens. So uh, we had the lovely Austin Dossie on the line, and he was telling us uh, his success as a fearless agent. But we were talking about keeping it real and keeping it real dull, which, uh, which we always do here on the podcast. We keep it real dull. That's the secret. So uh, the National Association of Realtors, speaking of dull, the National Association of Realtors, do, they do these endless – they take the dues we pay and they do these endless studies uh, uh, for no great reason maybe. But some interesting stuff does come out of it. So uh, one of them said that 17 – let's say you're, a, you're a, go, a, a listing agent, okay? On, when it comes to people selling their homes, this is what they come up with. And, and, I, and I do believe their – I do believe their stats. I think because I once got – have you ever sold a house, Jeremy? Say that again? Have you ever sold a house? I have, yes. Okay. Now, I sold a, my own house one time and got – one of these studies from the National Association of Realtors, they didn't know I was a realtor. They sent me this study and asked me all these questions about what the, the – so they really did want to know what was going on, and that's how they end up with this stuff. But um, 
The study found that 17% of consumers interview two agents exactly when they're listing their house. Another oddly 17% of consumers interviewed three or more agents. These are the gluttons for punishment. Uh, so in other words, the, the results of that, uh, that's interesting, but my analysis of that was that 66% of consumers will interview only you. So if you get to go on the listing uh, uh, in, you know, interview, 66% of the time, you're the only agent they will interview. Now, my own statistics, um, this is what I happen to notice. When, when I would go on a listing appointment, and this is back in the dark ages. This is 100 years ago, right? Ulysses S. Grant and I went to, went to real estate school together. So uh, I noticed that about th- – these numbers sound right to me. It seemed like about 20 percent of them would, would interview me and one other agent. And then a, a, about another 20 percent of them would interview uh, three or more agents. But the interesting thing is – you know, I would I would give a listing presentation, a pricing presentation, and I I would not show them the CMA. So fearless agents do things completely different than all other agents. And one of the things we don't do is we don't show the market analysis to the customer. So, and the reason is, you know, if you if I would ask an agent, I would say, are you really interested? in the seller's analysis of your comps, and every agent says, no, I'm not. And conversely, uh, the appraiser is never interested in your analysis of his comps either. So that's kind of what turnabout's fair play. So if you're not interested in the, if you don't want to hear the seller's analysis of your comps, then don't show them the comps. But what I noticed is I go and I give an actual listing presentation and a pricing presentation, and then I give them a net that they're, I'm estimating. I, gi- I give them my opinion of fair market value with my mouth. I say it, and they trust me by the time I say that. And then uh, I give them an estimate of the net. You know, I give them a number they can make their plans on. And at some point, I find out after it's listed, usually – Usually after it's listed, uh, sometimes after it's closed, and they're very happy, and I'm handing them a check that's much bigger than I promised and much bigger than they could have gotten with any other agent, then they tell me how many other agents they talk to. That's kind of when that happens. So many times they would say, yeah, actually, we were going to list with uh, you know her sister or uh, it was a relative or something, and I got, I got the listing and their relative didn't. Sometimes they told me I got the listing and their relative didn't while it was under contract, and then I paid their relative a referral fee just as a courtesy to so they wouldn't have an uncomfortable Thanksgiving maybe. Um, but I noticed that it was about 80% of the time I was the only agent that they ever talked to that actually did any kind of presentation other than just showing them comps and asking for their analysis of it. So if you think about that, um, if I go and I do the fearless agent listing presentation and then I do the fearless agent pricing presentation, 
And then, uh, you know, I'm estimated in that and, do, and doing all that in a professional way. And the only thing the other agent did was talk about their brand of the company they work for, which I never mentioned, really. And, uh, and then uh, – and their stats. Um, you know, my partner and I were the top producing team of any size, and we weren't a team. It was two people. Um, but we were the top producing team of any size – for Century 21 in the whole state of Arizona. Now, that's kind of a stat that you could be proud of, but I have never once said that to a seller in a listing presentation because it's about me and they clearly don't care about me. So, it, you know, my, the presentation sells me, sells me. I rely on that. And if it doesn't, then I'm not going to mention that stat. Certainly, that would be crazy. But um, I know what the other agents are doing. So they're talking about their app and their crap and their, and their stats and their, um, you know, all the stuff. They're, they're making a bunch of promises. Oh, we're going to put you on all these websites. Or we're going to take lots of photos and blah, blah, blah and stage it and all that stuff. And then, and then why did their listing expire? Because they did all that stuff, which is stupid and doing the opposite gets the house sold much quicker, of course. But the reality is – I think about 80% of the time, you're probably going to be the only agent that that they talk to. So if you get to go, that's the secret, is getting to go. So at Fearless Agent, we teach you the the art of getting to go. So the, the agent that schedules listing appointments five a week, they're getting to go probably on – three a week, if they only get one listed. Um, and and last week, it seems like five minutes ago that we had Austin on the line, but but last week, you know, he, he gets three listings in a week sometimes, two listings in a week sometimes. But all you have to do is schedule five, and you could get three, or you could get two. But if you only got one, you know, you're doing, you're probably going to, and if you happen to be charging 7% and keeping four, you're and and if your average sales price is about the same as every other agent in your office, which it probably should be, then you're going to be the number one earning agent in your company, even if you weren't the number one producing agent, because your paychecks are so much higher. And at the same time, your sellers are netting more money because fearless agents always sell their listings for way, way more than the other competitor that the agent that the seller could have done business with would ever get. So it's just knowing things that, you know, the other agents don't know is what's gonna what's gonna happen. But I think that study is interesting and it, it kind of kind of makes me feel better. Um, another another thing I wanted to hit on is when is the best time to sell? So uh the answer, and I want you to write that down. When is the best time to sell? And the answer is now. It's always now, okay? So I remember, you know, uh, being in an airport and hearing a realtor. Now, whenever I'm in an airport and realtors are pontificating you know so you hear people i'm i'm a great overhearer of other people's conversations i find that i, th- I think it's nosy right i was like is that what we're calling it i am a professional eavesdropper but um because i'm very judgmental you know 
that makes it more fun. I'm in the same boat. I got to be honest. Yeah, I like saying things in my head like these people are idiots. That's <laughs> just fun. You know, and I don't mean it in a bad way, idiot. I, I mean it in a good way. I say it with love. But um, realtors, I'll, I'll hear them pontificating on the market, and, and they're saying things that are just completely idiotic and wrong. And uh, so I, I, I overheard this lady realtor talking she seemed very nice and looked professional and everything and then and then she's talking to these people who are strangers and they said you know when is when is the best time to sell and she goes you know i would wait i would wait until after the first of the year now that would be bad i now so this is in august okay so in August, she's saying, you know, after the first of the year, you know, I might want to just get through the holidays and all that kind of stuff. Now, that would be bad advice any year. But it happened to be the year that September 11 happened right after she gave those people that advice. One month later, you could have hit a, heard a pin drop in the entire real estate market. Houses were not selling and they they could have been on the market, under contract, and closed by the time by the time all that happened, uh, which would have been a blessing for them. But, you know, horrible, horrible advice. So you never know what's happening. But you know what you have now. Now you know what you have, and you never know what's right around the corner. Now, uh, we're, we're at a time when the market is dropping rapidly, and that probably will continue for years. And um, well, maybe not rapidly for years, but it's going to go down. You know what? It normally happens is it goes down really fast and then it slows down and then it slows down and then it just goes down, down, down a little bit down for years and years and years. And then it starts to go up a little bit and then a little bit up and then a little bit, you know, after it's flat for a while and then and then it goes up more rapidly. And that's that's the way it works. But that could that could take a decade, you know, so. When is the, so think of those people three months ago when the market was hot that were thinking of selling and they said, you know, we want to wait and see what the market does. Well, now they lost their opportunity and now the interest rates are going up. So if you are going to finance the house you're going to buy, even though the one you're going to buy is going to go down in value, the cost of it will go up because you're, you're financing it. So it's crazy to give people a bad advice and say, you know, whenever they say when's the best time to sell, you say right now is always the best time to sell because you know what you got. Um, the, other, the other thing is should they fix it up before they list? Um, so uh, a, couple of, a couple of points on that. One time I, I was coming um, to my house and um, there were about 20 uh, or 25 emergency vehicles on my street. So it looked like I didn't know what, what kind of nuclear disaster had happened on my street. But there was a, an insane amount of fire trucks, ambulances, cop cars. They were just everywhere. And um, so I... Park my car. I can't. The street's blocked off. I can't get to my house. You know, so I parked my car uh, at the entrance of the street and and walked up to this uh, lady cop that was there. And I said, uh, "What? What in the world happened? I live 
and I could see my house. My house was not on fire. Okay, so uh, I I said, "What in the world happened?" And she goes, "Oh, do you do you live on this street?" And I said, "Yeah." She goes, uh, "Well, one of your neighbors is a cop." And I said, "Yeah, I know. It's it's John down there. He's a he's a cop." And she goes, "Well, he had some workmen doing some work fixing up his house, and one of them caught the house on fire, and." Because he's a cop, he's friends with all these people. So all all the emergency vehicles show up just to help him haul his furniture out so it doesn't end up smelling like smoke. And they put the fire out right away and it was fine. So uh, in the words of John Candy, it's good to be a cop, right? So uh, – but I was thinking about that in real estate. What if a realtor had recommended uh, that they do – some work on the house, you know, the pe- people will, would commonly say to me, should I fix that? And I'd say, no, leave it just the way it is. And and by the way, my house caught on fire. I'm the guy that whose house caught on fire. Um, you know, I was smelling smoke and uh, my wife wake, wakes me up and she's on her way to work and I am flying out that day. And she comes and says, and it was because a workman didn't do their job right. So um, like a wiring thing in the attic. So I, I'm smelling smoke and I, I go, can I smell it or is it, my, is it my imagination? Or, you know, it wasn't – I could barely smell it. And then, and then my daughter Megan is like uh, eight or something and she's getting ready to go to school. And uh, I thought, well, I'm a taxpayer. I'll just call the fire department. They, they, they would be able to know. I don't know. So they come over and they have these heat detectors and everything and it takes them about 15 minutes. The next thing you know, they're pulling the ceiling down in my kitchen, you know. I would have flown. I would have flown and my wife would be at work and the kids at school and my house would have burned to the ground. I mean, oh my God. So should I recommend that people fix up before they sell and burn their house down? No. No. And you're not going to get the money back on anything you do especially uh, like now in this market, uh, you're not going to see fix and flipping going on. That Those days are over. Those shows about how to be a fix and flipper on TV, I, I, I think that's going to be a tough sell. Uh, but there's no fix up that you can do that's going to add value to the house more than the fix up. And, and Realtor Magazine, every year they publish a list of the uh, home improvement projects that give you the highest return, and it's kitchens and bathrooms, but they but it's always a le, a, no, a number less than a hundred. So when you think about it, if you're going to remodel your kitchen, you have to have guys come over. These are handymans with skills. I don't have those skills. Do you? Right? No. No. We, I Jeremy wouldn't. and I are not going to be the guys that show up. Well, no. And uh, we have jokes. We don't have a tool belt. So uh, they take out a kitchen. You're paying them to remove the kitchen that was already there that did work. It had value. It wasn't like there was a house without a kitchen. And then then they put in the brand new kitchen that's not the color cabinets the next guy wants, not the color countertop that the next guy wants. So there's a big discount and you lose money, of course, on that. So everything depreciates. The minute it goes off the showroom floor and fix up stuff is is that way. You know, you re-carpet. Well, I didn't want carpet. I wanted wood. Or you put wood in. I didn't want wood. I wanted carpet. So you're never going to get the money back 
Uh, so they should not fix it up. Now, the other reason, you get the painter. The painter comes over. They paint it. You get new car smell. Who's the painter married to? Oh, they're married to a discount realtor, aren't they? And that's who they list where their house with instead of you. And you were the one that recommended that they paint. That's crazy. And they end up getting less money because they painted probably. So uh, all of that, none of that stuff makes sense. Uh, And it's always realtors doing these unforced errors that they didn't have to do. So at Fearless Agent, we teach you not to make those mistakes. By the way, it's time for a shameless. You know, let's do coffee because I need coffee. Okay, so if you would like to consider Fearless Agent coaching for you and you want to find out if it's a good fit for you, if you happen to be earning less selling real estate than you wish you were, or maybe you're making plenty of money but you don't know how to do that and have a life, and you're open to the idea of having some help, go to fearlessagent.com, watch our free webinar, go up in the banner on the right side, Click on webinar and watch that. Take some notes. Uh, you can watch all the videos on our on our website. You can call me afterwards at 480-385-8810, and we'll just have a conversation to see if Fearless Agent would be a good fit for you. If it is a good fit, you'll get rich. If it's not, we'll admit that to each other. There will be no – I'm not going to be closing you at the end of that call. I'm not going to – Um, try to get you to sign up or anything, you'll know it's right for you or not. Uh, And by the way, I love talking to realtors. Don't think you're bothering me. Don't email me. Don't text me. Not that that bothers me, but if there's such bad habits in sales, I want you to call me. Calling the phone is about sales. Uh, But go to fearlessagent.com, watch all that stuff. If you're a real estate company owner, and you happen to be recruiting fewer producing agents than you wish you were, and you're open to the idea of having some help with that, um, then just give me a call. Watch fearlessagentrecruiting.com. Watch that video first. Hang on a second. I'm going to sneeze. And then we have a sneeze button right here. It's called a cough drop, right? Yes, sir. In the business. So... um, uh, call me after you watch the video on recruiting. That video will help you recruit producing agents just watching it, but then give me a call and let's see if our recruiting coaching would be a good fit for you. And then we'd also have you talk to somebody who had a recruiting coaching program so that you could, you could actually talk to somebody who's had it recently. Um, but always go to fearlessagent.com. And now uh, I just want to talk about uh, – I had a job where you talk about rejection. I sold no soliciting signs door to door. That's high. That's high rejection, right? Very high rejection. So the secret to prospecting is kind of a mindset thing. Um, and next week, I'm, I think we're going to talk go in great depth on it. Uh, but they, they have objections sometimes. And when you're a fearless agent, they don't. But when you're in sales, people tend to have lots of objections. And there are coaches out there that say, well, if, they, if you're not hearing any objections, they're not interested. No, if you're hearing lots of objections, you suck at sales. That's, that's what happened. That's what happened. You got trained by people who don't know how to sell. 
So in Fearless Agent, the idea is you're eliminating all the objections before they come up by asking smart questions. But really, the mindset part of of the prospecting is, uh, you know, for example, we talked about the should I fix it up? We were, we were thinking about fixing it up before we put it on the market. And then I'd say, oh, can I ask you about that? And they'd say, sure. I'd say, well, if you knew for certain that by fixing it up, you would end up losing tens of thousands of dollars. And there are very few guarantees in life, but that that is almost one of them. Uh, would you have to fix it up or would you consider accepting more money for it the way it is? So they, they'd say, well, I don't know, understand how that would work. I'd say, well, let's say the buyer that's willing to pay the most for your house. Do you know who that buyer is? No, I do not. Okay, well, it's my job to find the one buyer on planet Earth willing to pay more for your house than anybody else in the whole world. That's my job, right? So if we sell it to that buyer, you're going to net tens of thousands of extra dollars that you cannot get any other way. Correct? Yes. Okay. So if that buyer is a home remodeler, that's their business, they don't want you to remodel the home. Because they don't want to pay for for your labor, which they could do for free. So you never know who they and, – and if I could, could list two houses, one is fixed up already and the other is uh, a fixer, major fixer-upper. And my job is to make the buyer grossly overpay, okay? Which am I going to be able to make the buyer grossly overpay on? It's going to be the fix-up. For example, your – Ex-wife, Jeremy, did yes, she sir. did she marry you because you were all fixed up and perfect, or did she think you had potential? You know, I think the potential. <laughs> potential. Side. My wife thought I had potential. Now she's been, uh, you know, disabused of that fact, not of that lie, um, but she thought I had potential. I let her down, of course, but the the that potential that they think they're going to be able to fix it up and and. In worst-case scenario, they get to fix it up their way. So if you want to really get screwed on a house and grossly overpay, buy from a builder. So think about this. When you buy from a builder – we'll do a quiz here, Jeremy. If you go to – have you ever been to new home, new home builders and looked at new homes? I've seen some, yeah. You go in the models. They trap you in that little maze you know, that you can't get out of without the high-pressure clothes at the end. They always – have the same color countertops. What color is that? It's usually white, right? No, it's any color you want. Oh, okay, I get it. See, you. you get to pick your colors. You get to pick your flooring. You get to pick your cabinets. You get to pick your colors. So if you go to Home Depot, they don't have they don't only sell one color of cabinet, do they? They have Hundreds, millions maybe of combinations of cabinets, colors, countertops, uh, because people don't all want the same thing. So when you spend a bunch of money fixing it up to the color combination I don't like and there's no chance I would, I would like that as my favorite, you're going to lose money. There's no doubt about that. So if you give them that custom experience, in fact, when you buy a new home, you're buying an empty lot. 
and they build everything from scratch your way, your color, your 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 perfect new car smell. So if they get the opportunity to have their new car smell their way, you're going to get that's the way to make the buyer overpay. So it's not that hard to explain it. It's harder for me to explain that to realtors for some reason than it is to explain it to sellers. But um, so fixing it up ahead of time is really, really not the way to go. So next week we're going to talk about um, some objection stuff. But the mindset I want you to have is is really this. You know, I, I said you want to keep it real dull. Um, I want – I want to, I want everybody to have this mindset, which I had. When I was prospecting, I would always think, I don't care what they say. I don't care what they think. I don't care what they do because that is none of my business. My business is what I say and what I think and what I do. And if I get my attitude right on that and I don't have feelings attached to what they say and what they think and what they do, the minute, the minute I have feelings about what the things they say, or like what they think of me. I couldn't care less what they think of me. If they found out what I think of them, they'd be shocked. <laughs> they might have feelings, <laughs> but, but that's not good. So uh, really, it's just, about, it's just about making sure you get your, your, heads, your head right, your feelings under control, and then prospecting should be fun and presenting usually is fun and, and entertaining. So once again, I want to thank all of you for joining us today. So please do visit us at fearlessagent.com. You can call me directly anytime, toll-free, day or night, at 480-385-8810. Again, go to fearlessagent.com, watch the webinar, then give me a call. If you're an owner, watch the recruiting video at fearlessagentrecruiting.com, and then give me a call. And until next—oh, by the way, give us a five-star review— of this podcast on whatever platform you're on, subscribe to fearlessagent.tv and subscribe here to the podcast. And uh, what else do we have to hawk? Uh, That's it, I think. That's enough plugging. So until next week, do what we always do, gang. Have fun. Number two, be humble. Most of all, be fearless. Thanks, gang. 